who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. My name is Jenny Owen-Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Our podcast is spoiler-free, so first-time viewers can listen along safely. Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? Your search is at an end, my friend, because we did exactly that. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at bufferingcast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, we are back for another episode of Awkward Sex in the City. Whoa, cheers around the crowd. I had a decaf coffee, if you could not tell. I don't drink coffee. Caffeine really fucks me up. But when I have a decaf coffee, it feels like real coffee because it tastes like coffee. And then I have like a placebo effect. So that's where I'm at right now, guys. Get on my level. We have um, one of my favorite people in the world on this podcast um, and also an OG of the tour of Awkward Sex and City, Megan fucking O'Malley, who is just, I don't know, just a perfect soul a great person um and it was just really fun shooting the shit uh in this pod we go on a lot of different tangents but at the crux of it it is going down a memory lane of covid in new york city how we've all changed especially if you lived in new york uh after covid none of us are the same people that we were i would say in 2019 i think i've said that before and megan says that as well in this podcast it's just it's new rules new boundaries and just how much work it is for those new boundaries. Therapy is work. It's very cathartic and can be very soothing and relaxing. But at the end of the day, it's a big, cold, hard look into yourself and your demons and your personal red flags. And it can be a lot of not fun. I laughed all through this episode. It's a great episode. We talk about fish. I tell you something that I'm not proud of that I did with a fish which sounds sexual and it's not sexual at all. But after this episode, remember to rate, like, subscribe, review, share with your friends, and then go follow Megan on Instagram at Megs O'Malls, spelled M-E-G-S-O-M-A-L-L-S on Instagram and the Twitters. And then if you are in New York City, she's got two shows. She's got Only Comedy at Young Ethel every first and third Tuesday. 
7 p.m. And then she's got Barely Making It in Williamsburg at the Tiny Cupboard um, every other Sunday at 5.30. So go check it out, guys, and I'll see you on the other side. Did you do any dating in 2020? <laughs> no. The perfect no, response. No. Natalie, everyone's gross. Everyone's so gross. How are we supposed... This is hard. It's hard dating. Um, I did... Listen, you know, the pandemic. When the pandemic hit, there was a lot of fun things. I think that went through many of our heads. Um, us, I should actually be more specific. Us singles. Uh, probably <laughs> a lot of things are going through our heads. The world might be ending. Maybe I sh- should get one last in. <laughs> you know? Yeah, of course. And so you go through the old Rolodex. You go, you go through the Rolodex and you're like, ah, who <laughs> do I not detest from this list? <laughs> Who am I willing to be like, okay, we let's do this. And uh, so I pulled out the card and, and I was, you couldn't come in the house. Couldn't come in the house. Neither of us had a car. Like I have a car now, but I didn't have a car in the beginning of the pandemic. We were making plans to meet up in the park. I was down for park sex at that point. Oh, hell yes. I was like, the world is ending. I'm going to go have some park sex and uh but then then it didn't happen because he had to flee the state because lockdown was happening no (laughs) oh shit so you were gonna do like park sex like march when it was like still cold out yeah we would have warmed up real fast like this was this was like times times were that was a warmer week too though It was, it was, because I remember, like, the week before lockdown, and it was, like, people were starting to get laid off. We all, like, went to the park in sweatshirts, and I remember being, like, I was in the sweatshirt because this girl was, like, JMU, and I was, like, you're a stranger, like, don't get close to me. (laughs) (laughs) I was, like, what the fuck are you doing? But it was, like, it was eerily warm. You're right. Okay, Well, it's always around um, St. Patrick's Day for some reason. Mm. It it gets really warm Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, spring is coming, but everyone's always, like, the luck of the Irish. It's, like, no, that's just how the weather works. It's every year. (laughs) It's every year. Jesus wants you to black out. Like, that is what's happening. He wants you to go black out uh, on St. Patrick's and Day. And not die. Because you're, you're too cold. Exactly. Yeah, this year I think I got a drink on St. Patrick's Day <laughs> after work. It was, like, very cold outside. Who cares? I was like, okay, I'm done. Who cares about these holidays anymore? Next. <laughs> rewriting everything. So he fled the state. Where did he, where did he go? Went to Pennsylvania. So not too far. Oh, yeah, but still, that's but, boring. You know, we're not allowed to cross state lines, really. <laughs> like, we weren't allowed to go anywhere. I forgot about that because, like, we, the first time we left, oh, fuck, I think it was like August, and Aaron's mom drove up and then came right back down so we didn't have to get in a car because, like, she's older and Aaron's stepdad is older. And I was like, I cannot kill your stepdad. Like, I can't kill yeah. your stepdad. And we all of a sudden, like that week before, they were like, oh, they're going to be checking license plates. And we were like, oh, shit, are we going to be able to get in slash out? Like, we really didn't know. And then they weren't checking shit. Like, no one cared. 
And it was, but, but we were told that they were like, you can't come if you have like New York, blah, blah, blah. I forgot all about that. The shit I have like blacked out. So much. There is so much that we're going to be unpacking for so like for, for 20, for the next 20 years. Okay. So I'm a New Yorker. Like a real New Yorker, just for people to understand, yeah. like truly. Yeah, like I, I remember in detail. 9-11. That's the level of New Yorker I am. And I know that 20 years later, I'm still unpacking things from that. So us going through this pandemic, not to say that I've been through <laughs> an intense trauma and still dealing with it. But at the same time, when this all started happening, I was like, you just go sit down. You just go sit down because so much is happening. What is going? Yeah, we're going to, this is going to be, we're in for a long haul. You know, we're going to be little old biddies in our 80s. Um, and we're just going to be like, God damn it. Well, he just shut up about the pandemic. Like how many years ago? It's like, that was 50 years ago, but that was 50 years ago. Okay. Oh. Oh, yeah. I had to, like, be in therapy weekly. There was, like, no way around it. Or I was like, I'm going to go fucking crazy. And there is still so much to unpack with going to therapy weekly. Mm-hmm. There's no like, there's no way around it. Because that's how you survive. It's like, you do have to, like, hunker down and just kind of, like, get those blinders to to get into survivor, survival yeah. mode. Um, especially if you're in New York. Like, I at my job, there's... Um, it's remote. So people are like all over like Nashville and like Utah and Seattle. And when I first started, they were like, what was it like? And I was like, I cannot explain to you how horrifying it was, like how traumatic it was. And I'm sorry, but you guys like didn't go through what we went through. Like it just wasn't the fucking same because you're not on top of each other. I'm so happy so many people didn't have to go through what we did. But you know, it's like um, my noise canceling headphones really saved my ass at one point because outside of my window um, at like at the very height of all the protests, which, you know, um, I was I was out there when I could be. But like but also I I was paying attention to curfew. Uh, I was like, who's coming to get me? You know, uh, I, uh, I'll go, I gotta go back home. So, uh, but I, I pretty much had a helicopter parked in the air outside of my bedroom to the point where I was like, Oh God, I understand how, how like this, this is, this is maddening. This is, I couldn't, I couldn't, it was. I don't know what was worse. I don't know if the helicopters were worse or if the nonstop sirens were worse because they both were so bad. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did you have the bells? The, the seven o'clock? Not the not the oh. clapping. But all of a sudden for like three weeks, they were like, let's start ringing the bells at 3 p.m. So everyone knows we're like all in this together. And it was the most maddening sound ever because you'd hear the sirens and then you'd hear these like ominous like church bells because it was every church bell around you at this time and it would go on for 10 minutes and i was like i i'm gonna kill someone like i this this is the worst and then you got the helicopter outside your window and you're just like ah what is that i hate that i know which siren goes to which vehicle at this point because i'm in the oh shit you know outside um to the listeners at home outside of my my apartment is the brooklyn queens expressway which goes it's like in the air and then down below you have the street level all that's fun (laughs) 
I know every time I'm in that area, I go look into your apartment. <laughs> if I'm on the, t- I'm, if I'm on two seventy eight. Yes, you should. Everybody, it's so much fun. Um, oh, so you're like right across the street. That's funny. Uh, was it? Oh yeah, I'm in the lane for the fire department, the police department, and I'm in an ambulance. Like I got a hospital oh right God. down the road. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a fun walk down COVID yeah. lane. In between, in between all the sirens, all I could do is just stare out the window at a tree that is across the street. Actually, two trees. There's one that's a little bit smaller and one that's bigger. Uh, the bigger one looked better for climbing, but um, but I don't have the tools to go do it. But I did want to climb both of the trees because there's a plastic bag in both of them, and it's still there. It's still in there. And I'm like, how do I get these plastic bags out of the tree? And at one point, my mom was like, Megan, don't climb the tree. And I was like, I'm not going <laughs> to climb the tree. But she's like, no, seriously, don't climb the tree. And I'm like, okay, you do know me. Uh, so, but I was like, okay, I'm not going to do it. But if I was going to do it, I would need like a big, like, like one of those like uh, leather belts for the tree. So I could like, I would have to scooch up because it would be a while until I could get to a branch. I thought this all through, Natalie. I thought how I was going to climb the tree. <laughs> I'm just picturing you like the characters in Mulan uh, in Make a Man Out of You song where they're going up yeah. to get the little, that's all I can picture now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes you just got to climb a tree and that's, that's, we got to <laughs> save the earth. <laughs> but also at the same time, I don't want to be the person in a neighborhood that's climbing the tree and getting the cops called on her. So we're like, why is she climbing the tree? It's just like, I know you guys got other things to do. That's really funny that I thought the cops would show up for me being in a tree. What What's that app that's like person arrested for throwing loaves of bread at person? Citizen. Citizen. Like you'd end up in citizen, like person arrested for climbing yeah. tree i mean but that could happen like people are weird they call the cops and like weird yeah, shit apparently on uh citizen on the upper west side during the summer somebody was reported for throwing a boulder at cars <laughs> but it could citizen is also oh sometimes it's a little boy that yelled wolf and uh mm, so mm, my friend mm. that lives up there was like yeah it was probably like a rock, like a tiny little pebble, um, not a yeah. boulder. And I was just imagining a giant on the on the on the upper west side, just like ah, just down. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so twenty twenty <laughs> sucks. How is twenty twenty one been for you? Twenty twenty one. Okay, so in general, twenty twenty one has been has been very great. Um, oh, yeah, good. yeah, dating. <laughs> Not happening. I signed back up to Tinder. I'm putting myself back out there, but also I understand I'm not the same person, Natalie. I'm not. Oh, none of us are. I can't. Uh, I can't date the way that I used to, which to some of the listeners um, wasn't really dating. It was just sleeping around. Um, so I can't do that anymore because people are gross. <laughs> and now it's like, oh fuck! I want to be respected. That's awesome. Yeah, and I want to respect the person as well. So that means I'm probably not going to be going for the usual idiots. Sorry to anybody from my past. The Rolodex has been closed and burnt. I can't take any of you guys out, but you do know you're a little dumb. Very sweet on the eyes. Very sweet on the eyes. A little dumb. 
<laughs> no, but that's good though. Like we all, we've all done that. We've all like have had people inside of us that were like, I don't respect you. <laughs> I just don't. Or you've been inside someone that you're like, I don't respect yeah. you, but you're hot and the sex is good. And like, I think we've all, we've all been there. That's okay to it admit. It makes it easy to walk away when you got a busy, busy life. But to know now that, to know like what you want now or more so now, like that's awesome. Yeah. And I do, I know more and more people that are like getting married from having met on Tinder. Like I do think there are more people on Tinder more so. There's still like a lot of shit people and like dudes holding fish, but there's more people wanting like the same thing of like, I would like to want to be with you and fuck you and respect you. Yeah. <laughs> Your face is like, well, no. there's more honesty on there. So at least you mm. can get to, you can figure it out faster. Uh, a lot of people in open relationships, a lot of people who mm -hmm. are very honest about it and, um, and it's healthy. There's so many different ways to like put it and uh i have to google while i'm on tinder and i don't i don't <laughs> like doing the homework you know it's just like this is too much research to get a date so uh <laughs> do you remember any terms that you were like what is this let me google this no i can't it's it's like <laughs> football uh you could explain football to me as many people have tried but for some reason when you start saying it to me my brain it closes like whatever whatever part of my brain that still is obtaining information shuts down when the rules of football are explained <laughs> now that's kind of what's happening with all these phrases too because i'm just like nope if you got a phrase you're not for me <laughs> that's it um it's it's real simple but but thank you so much for telling me whatever the phrase is that explains the situation I think that's fair. Same thing happens in my brain when someone tries to explain the difference between a co-op and a condo yep, to me. Yep. It just, I just shut down. I just, I don't want to, I don't want to know. I don't want to remember. It sounds like a co-op is more annoying. Yeah. More rules. Yeah. More rules. I don't like rules. <laughs> I don't like rules. There's a board. No. You can't tell me what to do with my house that I paid for. Yeah. There's a lot of things that I've done to this apartment and, uh, and I can tell you I have not asked. So <laughs> we went the safer route. We did not ask. And when I say we, I mean me. It's all, it's all me. I came up with one yesterday. <laughs> Somebody was like, well, what are you looking for on here? And uh, I did came up with the phrase, which I said, I think I was making it up as I was <laughs> saying it. Uh, casual committed is what I would like. Casual committed. Okay. Yeah, which sounds to me, if, sounds self-explanatory it sounds also a little bit like an oxymoron right like because to be committed it's not casual but i don't get I, I i'm a busy but I'm a busy lady you are busy and i think that's one of the hardest parts and one of the hardest things to learn when you are in a relationship and you want to perform and be creative it's like you do have to have those type of boundaries of like i'm gonna need these mm -hmm. days to myself and it's really hard not just because they don't understand a lot. They do understand, but it's also, you'll be like, but I'd rather be watching Succession with you than performing right now, even though I love to perform. Like, you'll be like, oh, I want to, uh -huh. you want to do both. But you have to have like that. Maybe it's like the discipline. Because for a couple of years, I was like, did not have the discipline of like creative and personal, like at all. And it was like a clusterfuck a little bit. So I think that's fair and very, 
smart to be like, I am a performer. I will need this to be committed, but casual. Yeah. I don't want you to go around fucking everybody else. <laughs> yeah. I think to do it, I think to do it can't be another performer. Or it could. Like, I think if you, to do I don't casual know. You know, here's a, it's, you know, we think we know the rules and then we don't, we don't know. We don't know anything. <laughs> we just went through a pandemic. Remember the world, the world was about to end. We were, the world was, it, were, it was closing down. That was it. This was go, go, just go home. <laughs> we don't, we don't know what to do. Just everybody go home. Um, and now the world didn't end. So now we're here. Yeah. Yeah. So I decided that I don't care anymore. No, no nothing makes sense. <laughs> How was the person, what was the person's response when you were like, I want casually committed? He then said I did make that up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like it. He pushed back. I like yeah, this. Yeah, I like yeah. this. He pushed back, but then he just got, he got a little, sorry, getting a little weird and sexual already too, too fast. And it was like, mm, like I just said casual. <laughs> he just said casual. I didn't say describe stuff to me. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's always the worst. I mean, I haven't been on Tinder or dating apps in forever, but it was always the worst when you thought they seemed normal. And then all of a sudden they like send a dick pic and you're like, where did I go wrong in that conversation? I thought we were having a normal conversation. I could just unmatch. I was like, oh, this is nice. I didn't like what he said. (laughs) I'm just going to unmatch. Why? Because I can. And, uh, and, and it doesn't matter. None, none of it matters. Yeah. You'll never see them. I really doubt that I will. And if I did, I got a feeling ain't going to remember me. Or you're not going to remember him. That is also, I'd, I'll be like, how do I know you? <laughs> what high school did you go to? <laughs> All right. So this is, again, you've got boundaries. You've got more of an idea of what you want. Right. So I'm doing, I, I feel like everything just now works out. <laughs> I I love yeah. how um, so Tim Burton and Helen God I always panic when I'm about to say her last name Bonama Carter I want to say that's it or very close right I think ev- everyone knows I such high respect for her she's got a long name um, and uh, she so does it's H-B-C very long DC and Tim Burton they're married and they had. Two townhouses right next to each other while they were married because both needed to have their their space when they were doing their their creative work and that I was like that is actually my dream scenario <laughs> can we just can we just have two yeah two th- like like I would even love if we had two apartments in the same building um, but we have but we have space that we can go. Like we sleep in the same one at night, but one's more like the office, but we can see you put it out. Yeah. I need my alone time so much. I need so much alone time. And not even just like alone time to do personal or perf- not uh, creative shit. It's just alone time to fuck around. Like I need to know I can go fuck around uh, and not be responsible for someone else's um, entertainment. not the right word. Just not be responsible for anything. Just like, I'm not here to make plans or or like, what do you want to watch on TV? It's like, I want to masturbate and watch re- reruns of Laguna Beach that I've seen a thousand times for two hours. And that's it. 
And then maybe I'll send some emails for like a show I'm producing. That's it. Like I just need to know or I'll go fucking crazy. Like I'll go insane and become a monster yeah. to my partner. Everybody needs everyone needs their own their alone time. Um and and I think we yeah. can normalize that since we're normalizing so many things, Natalie. I'm so you know, I feel like normalize um is the it's uh it's like in 20 2020 we were all like oh you're on your journey you're on your journey you know this is just part part of the journey <laughs> part of the process and then this year mm-hmm. we're all like no nope, we got to normalize this and normalize that so journey to normalize okay folks this is 2022's coming up pick pick what you're going to torture me with I can't believe I can't believe it's right on the corner. It's fucking November. Yeah. How is it November? I don't. I have no concept. And it s- of time still anymore. seems so weird seeing 2021. I'm like, what? What? How? What? It's like it feels like we're. It's supposed to be later for some reason, but you know, it's like mm-hmm. 2021 seems like the past. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no, I know what you mean, though, because it's still, it feels like it was so far away, though, or so long ago, even though, like, we're still in it. So much has happened. Yeah. I can't, like, we've gone from an insurrection to to the new president being signed in to, like, we're still talking about coal now, and then you just, I, I can't, I can't keep up. I just would really, like... The, the the reality show of the White House to just get canceled. Can we not? I don't I don't like this show. I don't like it. I th- I like it when everyone just did their job and but now they all have to have a personality too, apparently. It's like actually I don't think that my all my senators need to be relatable. I think they just need to do the job. Yeah, I like a bitch that gets the job done. Yeah. I love a bitch that gets us some uh, student loans uh, forgiven and some paid paternity family leave. Yeah. Any, just give us yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. I would love, we protect the, the environment. Stop with all this, this fracking yeah. and the coal. And, but, you know, if wishes were fishes, Natalie, if wishes were fishes, that's a weird phrase. I, I never understood that phrase like football you could try to explain it to me i'm gonna be like i don't what because there's a lot of fishes and then if there were a lot of wishes then it just wouldn't matter that's just kind of like mean to the fishes yeah, really sure. it's like we're downplaying like like the like fish don't there was a dumb documentary this year i watched about the fishing industry um i learned i did learn a lot it was definitely i shouldn't call it dumb i did learn a lot it was just from a kid that you knew he had, he came from money um but this is this is what he was mm, doing mm-hmm. with it which he was doing something good you know but also at the same time i'm like oh my god you are in such danger right now and you're going to be fine because you are a rich white boy um but <laughs> At the same time, thank you for letting me know the dangers that are going on. So I am having problem eating fish now because I watched a documentary. I feel bad. Yeah, those fish farms. How old were you when you realized how big a tuna was? I thought they were little. I thought they were little tiny guys. Little tiny guys. They're like yeah, hundreds yeah. of pounds. I uh, I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know when when I learned about how big a tuna fish really is. Um, but you know, it's remember I told you this podcast just goes wherever. Nah, I like it. I, I also the, the thing is, is that you did give me license, and that really is having a conversation with me is starting with one topic, and we're gonna go through twenty, and you're gonna be like, "Well, I was recently, I." I um, not to be like, I do podcasts all the time, but I was on another podcast. I was on a two-week minimum with uh, Selena Kopak. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Her great candle podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but at certain points, she was like, okay, we got to get back to candles. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And after she's like, uh, she's like, sorry if I was like, I haven't to ra-. I was like, no, you got to wrestle me. You got to. If you don't, I will, I will run free. Uh, and you might not get... <laughs> You can't be tamed. You're a wild stallion. Yeah, yeah. I, this is why I work great with the syllabus. You know, <laughs> like that was, I love back to school time only to get the syllabus because I was like, well, now I know what to expect. <laughs> what's up with this kid? Yeah, if only there was a syllabus in adult life of like, this is what's going to happen next and this year and then this we're going to talk about in that year. Maybe. Maybe we can, since we're organized with kids. Why can't we continue it? Or is it just too much work? <laughs> normalize it. Normalize the syllabi. You do have to normalize it. Um, oh, I'm going to go back to fish for a second. But then the other thing about the fish. That yeah, let's go. It's, like, it's not just that they're, they're illegally fishing. It's also affecting smaller, poorer communities in like third world nations. Like we are screwing over because oh. like that's why it's important not to know who is actually catching your fish. Guys, you got to go to the farmers market. It's not just in New York. I'm actually like that's what this always surprises me when I leave New York and I see farmers markets and then I'm like, "Idiot, of course they have farmers markets other places." Like you're not just because you live in New York and you have everything doesn't mean that other people don't have. <laughs> of course they're going to have a farmers market. But then that's where you can get your fish. I have gotten fish at the farmer's market. It's not that much more expensive either. Though we do have, we have like, um, and we have a a fish, uh, great store. Like, yeah. And it's great. I love them. Except some days, like one day I got like a pound of scallops and she was like $56. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like this was like $30 last week. What kind? What kind of scat? Were they were they divers? I don't remember. But I love what I love about them is like sometimes I'll go in and be like, oh, specifically scallops. I'm like, do you have any scallops? And they're like, no, it was too windy last week, so we couldn't get them. And it's like so cute that you're like, oh, you know why? Like, there's yeah, like this is the good. reason. But um, going off of fish and documentaries, did you watch? Oh my god, what was it called? My octopus friend. No. You have to watch that today. Okay, I'm going to write that down. You will love it. The guy kind of sucks, like the guy himself, but then you're like, you're just, you'll love it. I can't, I can't eat octopus anymore. Yeah, you know, when I think about some of the, the fish, I'm like, I didn't eat fish that much. So I think it'll just maybe be picking and choosing actually what is the fish in our area. Like, like eating food that's in season, eating the fish that's in your in your waters. Um, guys, I'm going to save the planet. That's it. <laughs> I'm doing it. I, uh, I, I don't have time for love, but uh, the planet, <laughs> I'm gonna, I got that. You're doing God's work, Megan. 
God's work. Yeah, yeah. I want to know more about fish too, because I remember being taught forever that like fish can't feel, like physically feel pain. And I don't think that's true. I think we just can't equate it because they're fish. And I always think about this one time because I love to fish. I used to fish my dad all the time. And back in their old house, there was this like little mini creek. I went with my friends and I took the wrong hooks, like the wrong size hooks. They're way too big. And long story short, this poor like trout bit onto, this is a terrible story and I'm a terrible person, bit onto the hook. So I caught him and the hook was so big, it went straight through his eye. And I am a catch and release type of person. So to release, I had to pull out his eye and I released him back into the water and there's no way like there's no way this this fish made it like how he could have and there's no way he didn't feel that i took out his fucking eye like it was and it was me and two other girls and they're like screaming their heads off and i was like why did i do this like why did i bring them fishing with me like it was such a nightmare Mm -hmm. and then i have never forgotten that day of like just like letting this fish back into the water and blood just like coming out of this like eye socket. And I was like, he has to feel this. He must, he has to feel this. There's no way he can't feel this. This is really stuck with you. How old were you? I was 18. 18. I was older. So I like, I should have known better. I was being lazy when I couldn't find the right hook. Hey, but also it's kind of good. This is, there's a positive. I'll, I'll find the positive. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> the positive is that at an 18 year old, you felt remorse for what you did to that child. Mm. This is actually stuck with you. So now if anybody, at, if any of the listeners at home were like, Natalie Wall, a sociopath, the answer is no. Uh, the answer is no. You're not a sociopath. You have, you passed the test. You know, <laughs> humans really do suck humans do suck that reminds me of my mom told me about a friend that she had that would put frogs into bleach and just like watch them die isn't that horrible that's so fucked up i love this episode already people are gonna be like what is happening to them too but this is why I love talking to you. No, like, no, it's no. always so easy to talk to you. Yeah, everyone's, they're going to be like, wow, um, is this episode about sex? Oh, right. <laughs> she has not had sex in a really long I don't even know what it is anymore, Natalie. Um, Natalie, I do have, I, so I told you about the park. But there yes. was another attempt. <laughs> there, <laughs> there was okay. with uh, with another one from the Rolodex. Again, the Rolodex has now been burned. <laughs> I am I am not bringing back any repeats. Um, uh, this because of this. Uh, this would really be the reason why. Um, so again, we're not letting people into the houses yet. Or you can't go to the house. You, you crazy? Um, but he had a car, so we went to his car. And we were hooking up in the car. Ooh, it was late at night. And uh, how fun, how fun. And then, uh, <laughs> and he's telling me, he's telling me all the, all the sweet things. Like that. he gets tested and he loves his nephews and nieces. So he's safe. And then I was like, ooh, do you have a condom? And he was like, no. And I was like, and I just like had to get right off of him. And I was like, Come on, man. <laughs> like, I'm not ready to be a single mom. What are you trying to do to me? Like, this is. 
What was his excuse? There's always a fucking excuse. They always have an excuse. He just didn't have it. You know, at uh, this no. point, thinking mm-hmm. that we weren't going to need it was, was a little ridiculous because um, we've been down this route, this road before. It's like uh pandemic. But what did you think was going to happen? Did you think I changed? Did you think that I, I don't care about safety anymore and not having a child <laughs> to care for? Uh, cats, cats, great. Love cats. And there, there was also like a little, uh, children, there was also like a <laughs> literal article that came out that was like, oh, hey guys, we found COVID and come. We don't know. We don't know if it can be sexually transmitted, but it might. Yeah. So, so that didn't happen. But then we did try one more time (laughs) a few months later. Then he was allowed into my apartment. Um, But that was it. That didn't work either. That time we had condoms, but also he had cocaine. So bye-bye. Oh, so he had the cocaine penis. Yeah. And you know what? I'm I'm pretty pretty chill. Like, I'm not going to tell you what to do and what not to do. But I'm also very adamant about how I hate cocaine and what it does to people and how I've seen lives destroyed in front of me from working 17 years in the service industry in New York, you know, like out in the Hamptons, Long Island, and New York City. You know, I've seen a lot go down. Now, a lot of people will argue with me that I have done it. And I'm like, I have not done it. I don't know why everyone, like, I have energy. Um, you you want me to be a pothead, <laughs> you know, you're, you're welcome, everybody. This is a lot. Yeah, the only time I, I did was when I was making out with somebody who was also doing cocaine that knew that I didn't like it. And he had put it on his gums. And then I was like, come on, now my, my gums are all numb. I don't like oh, this. Oh, that's that he did that. Yeah, I didn't sign up for your drug. And then he understood after that. He was very very understanding why we would not be seeing each other anymore (laughs) oh my god sometimes people people and their blurred lines of what is okay to do and just the idea that someone's like oh yeah they can do a little you know a little get a little coke residue that's fine yeah they'll have a good time no like if you've been very clear that's not your not your jam yeah like uh just yeah like not for me. You can do it. But if it's somebody that you're trying to like go out with, maybe don't do it while they're there. And I also love it when they're like, hey, do you mind if I go to do coke with my friends? It's like, I don't, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. What you can't do is ask me for permission because you're an adult. So if men are looking for somebody to tell them what to do, I certainly will, but I won't be happy about it. <laughs> you're like, I'm not here to be your mom. No. But I, I do appreciate you coming to me for the answer, you know? It's a catch-22. It really is. I, I would say this is another, um, this is like my casual committed. It's an oxymoron. Uh, am I an ox? I might be an oxymoron. Maybe I am. Yeah, I don't think you are. Okay. I do find okay, the term casually committed oxymoron-esque of like, these are two opposites put together should i say i'm a creep no if i say i'm a creative it just sounds like i'm an asshole uh i'm a creative <laughs> i'm looking for a ca- <laughs> casual committed they'd be like fuck you but also you would know exactly who i am <laughs> that sounds like you just want to have sex on the road like casually committed like i have someone that i live with but on the road i'm a fuck anyone yeah and we're cool with it it's open I got me a man in every city. (laughs) (laughs) 
Creative is a hard word, though, because like I, I do find myself saying it more and more just because it feels like it encompasses more of what I do. But I feel like a dick every time I say it. Yeah. There's no way around the dickness of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a creative. No, it's just like I do. Like I have. I don't want to be like I produce, perform, blah, 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 blah. It's like no, I just do a lot of creative things that I like to do. Yeah, yeah. But still, sound like a dick. Just a multi hyphen walking around mm. this creative world, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so true. So now the Rolodex is clear. Yeah. So now you're just kind of in like, you're in like the hard part now. Like, you know what you want. You've, you've burned the Rolodex. You're like, I'm not going back to that. That didn't work out for me. So now it's the part where you have to be like, just constantly trying new people to see if they fit this new criteria. And majority of them will not. And that's like the most frustrating part. Because you're like, no, now I know what I want. And now it's like, oh, why does everyone else suck? Why cannot everyone else get like on my level? This is the hardest part. But this is like, once you get through this part, it's fucking great. Uh, and I got, I got throw another nail onto the, the race course of, uh, course, course track of love. <laughs> um, I hate saying sober, but I haven't had a drink since mm-hmm. the beginning of this year. So, um, but, but, but I don't, how long is this going to last? I don't know. You know, it's just, it's like, it, it's nice for now. And so I'm doing it. But when you tell people you don't drink as well, that's another um, fun uh. sword, which I'm like, how do I avoid this? Because I'm doing this for me and my health reasons. You know, it's like I've had two mm-hmm. concussions. I've also 17 years working in the service industry. There's a lot of things that I would just like to make sure I'm fine from all those years of fun. Um, but when you tell people, then they start to get into their head, you know, and it's no yeah. longer like, cause this is about me, this, and it, it is, it's a selfish and, but selfish can be good. You know, it's like, this is about me and taking care of me. But when I tell other people, they make it about themselves and yeah, I, they start yeah. projecting. Yeah. Yeah. And then you start to see, yeah, like, I always want to be like, I don't need to know how you feel about, uh, I'm not judging. You guys can get wasted around me. That is fine. But at the same time, this is now going to bring me to down that cocaine route again. Cause I'll say, they'll be like, Hey, I'm going to go out. It's like, yeah, go, go, go out. Just don't come to my bed wasted mm-hmm. because I'm not dealing with that whiskey dick. <laughs> okay. No, whiskey dick yeah. sucks. But have a few drinks. Sure. Go right ahead. Just yeah. don't black out. No, I definitely have. I am not like you're saying it. I'm like, I, I have like a few friends or a couple friends that like one drinks, one doesn't. And it's just like not a thing. It's just not it, a thing. It doesn't have to be a thing. It's a thing when yeah. you make it a thing. And I'm not making a thing, but other people will make it a thing. And Mm -hmm. I've just found that to be kind of fascinating that I'm like, you know what? This is kind of something like I'm saying it on a podcast right now. But (laughs) at the same time, this is also something about me that's like, I don't have to walk into a room and tell everybody. Like I can go in the Mm -hmm. room and just go grab a club soda and have a conversation with somebody. And it's going to be fun. You just have to have a drink in your hand is uh yeah. it doesn't it could just be water people just feel uncomfortable if, if like your hands are empty <laughs> <laughs> they're like what's megan gonna do with those two fucking hands uh, what's she gonna do put a drink of something in her hand 
And so, yeah. And I love club soda. So that's great. Biggest, or I don't know if it's like the hardest lesson or the biggest lesson is learning how much people project onto you and learning how much you project onto other people. Like anytime you're like, it's, it's your own shit. It's always your own shit. If you're project when you project on someone else or when someone's projecting on to you, it's their slash your own shit. And it's the hardest thing to um, not forgive, but like to be patient about. Cause it's also like, we can't treat someone like shit just because you're dealing with this reminds you of your mom and like your family issues or something. Like it's so, it all comes back to like fucking boundaries of like, what am I okay with? What, is okay in this situation and it's not fun but it is a it is like the only way to get to a very happy and content life like i don't know if that's like douchey to say no but it's true there's there's so many um truthful things that you just said because it's like i have actually caught myself now like like because like we all do it we all do it. It's very natural. It's very human to project your feelings when you, cause it's your reaction to something, um, you know? And so now I'm, I catch myself a little bit. Like when I hear something, I'm, it's like, it's like there's multiple people coming out of offices and they're just in the hallway. They're like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> We're just here to listen. We're just here to listen, okay, guys? All right. Let's, we're not putting out a press release about how we feel about this topic because it's not about you. It becomes you are allowed to then explain you know, like how like you can project once somebody says, "How do you feel about this?" You know, it's mm-hmm. like it's like when a friend comes to you with a problem, like they're coming to you with a problem. You know, they want you to listen because they're. Mm-hmm. They're your friend. But like how many times do people get preachy? Like you know which friend you're not gonna go to because you know who's gonna get preachy. And it's just like I didn't I didn't ask for you to get preachy. What I asked for you was was to listen and to to help me based on who I am and how I'm living my life. And everything I'm saying is easier said than done natalie easier oh like you were saying that and i was like oh i'm the preachy friend like i get so fucking preachy i get on a high horse all the time constantly working on it in therapy my therapist says because i'm like ridiculously self-aware she's like you're self-aware in a way that most people aren't and so it's like this gift and a curse that you can be so aware of your own shit but then you see it in other ways and you're trying to like you think you're helping other people but really they don't that's not what they fucking want to hear and it's like oh oh okay but it's like cool it's a mind fuck yeah yeah look at us we're growing <laughs> look at us i know like think of how far we've come since like what was it 2013 2014 when this tour started because megan's an og <sighs> Hi, yeah, 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 I am. I am Anochi. I, uh, that was, we had fun and we had, we had good times. Yeah, it was a blast, but it was also like, <laughs> I did not know how to communicate what I needed, uh, when we were like on tour sometimes or like vice versa and being in a group of like four or five people of like what that's like, but it was a fucking blast at the same time for sure. We learned a lot. We, we sure did. Man, I didn't, you know, it's like the way that I also left the tour 
in my like I, I look back on that now and how I'm able to like listen to myself and also like to be able to say what my needs are because dear listeners, my way of exiting the show was having a panic attack at the bolt bus. I just missed the bus and I was gonna get on the next one and then the panic started kicking in and I went and I got a cup of coffee and I sat on the high line looking over at Jersey and I was like, Wow, I've never been so relaxed looking at Jersey in my entire <laughs> life. And that's when I was like, you got to go home. <laughs> You're not going to DC, kiddo. <laughs> it is time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I also realized, like, you know, it's like uh, comedians and performers, like we, it is therapeutic what we do, but it isn't therapy. And mm-hmm. that's, that's where it's important for us as artists as creatives to remember that because so many people and i see it uh, especially like you know under that pandemic we're talking about it's going to be hitting us people are using the stage as their therapy and it's like you got to go talk to somebody to or journal mm-hmm. like you can do this on your own you don't have to like some people can be disciplined like i'm i'm pretty disciplined right now but i'm even aware like i i've told myself you could do this on, on your own but if you have to go talk to somebody, you have to know you have to go talk to somebody. So it's like, it's there as an option. That was my life of being like, you gotta go talk to somebody because you're talking about your stories on stage. But guess what, kiddo? (laughs) There are some deeper things underneath that laughter. Your body never lies. Your body will always tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. And same, like a couple years ago, I had at my worst, I had daily panic attacks, daily anxiety attacks. And you're just like, what the fuck is going on? And you don't realize how far you are away from yourself and your normal like mental health and well-being until you're feeling physical symptoms. Um, There's that it's not the same, but that book that's like the body keeps score, like the body keeps score and the body does not lie. And it's just like you have to deal with that. You can't hide from it and you can't run away from it because the more you run away from those actual physical feelings, and it usually is a lot of like not setting boundaries, not saying no, trying to do too much, trying to keep too many people happy and things like that too. Like I think that's a big part of it when you start to get to that like level of like anxiety and panic attacks and loss of like, loss of control of your body is not right, but just like loss of your body, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's like the, con- I mean, control is is, uh, has been definitely something that i've thought about a lot over the past few years since like and having control and losing control and like that feeling of losing control but it's like but what are we but what is the control you know Mm -hmm. and then you then you go then dear listener you go deeper (laughs) into that what is control um and then you have a control button from a keyboard that was going to get thrown out and you're like wow this is the universe telling me i have control and then during the pandemic you go i'm going to throw this out because this is actually holding me and i'm holding on to my control because that's my issue but guess what that doesn't have to be my issue it's like we were saying before it doesn't have to actually it doesn't have to be a thing it doesn't have to be a thing and everything that i'm saying is also a lot of work blend into me just going oh actually that doesn't matter that doesn't matter oh yeah (laughs) but you're right yeah it is a lot of work and getting there but then once you get there that's fucking awesome and I think the more that people talk about stuff like that too of um the work that it took to get to that spot yeah 
It's really important. And then you can successfully get on stage again and talk about your sex life without being like, ah, I'm going to have insomnia tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also hope you know it was totally okay for you to leave too. Like, oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I never, felt, oh, okay, okay. I never felt any, any hard feelings. Um, okay, good, So if good. you had hard feelings, wow, this is going to come out now. Huh? Like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm always, I've always been so honored who's come on tour with me and given like a part of their life, a part of their time to do it, that it's just been really, really cool to see like people go on and do things that are more aligned with what they want to do ultimately. Like awkward sex is like my ultimate, but it's not everyone else's and that's totally fine. Like Anita, um, decided to leave in 2020 because pandemic and just new responsibilities and things like that. And she was like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, but you have been with me for like four years. Like that's the the greatest gift you could have ever given me. Like there's, I'll never be upset that you left. Like you came, you got stuck in traffic and fucking bolt buses that smelled like blue. Like we were hung over, exhausted, doing sometimes shows for like four people. Like I can never thank you enough. And I mean that for everyone that's ever done the tour. Like I will never be able to thank everyone enough that's done it. It's so sweet. And of course, everyone's going to move on and grow to what they want to do. Hey, and thank you. Thank you <laughs> for all of that. I mean, you did teach us. Well, I'll speak for myself. You know, everybody else is geniuses and they knew it as soon as no just kidding just kidding but you've taught us a lot of also how to how to run shows so that's cool we all got something out of it we all got (laughs) something out of it besides success and fame (laughs) so soon i know now it's all the list coming out falls like all the lists and you're just like you know i actually i look at those lists differently now so (laughs) guys I'm a different person. I look at it and I'm like, who do I know? Because if I know people on the list, I'm doing something right. Right. That's mm-hmm. it. Then I'm like, ah, that. And you know, it's last week, um, I won't say who, but I saw on Twitter because the lists were coming out and somebody was like, oh, great. Now we can know who can afford a publicist. And I was like, that is so funny. And also, wow, you're bitter. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was, I was like, a, oh, oh, hey, <laughs> you need a hug, you need a hug, maybe just put some money aside, go get a publicist, this is how the game works, yeah, as we all learn, as we continue to stick around, we're like, uh, actually, that is a good thing, and I will say, like, I have put money towards a publicist before, not at the moment, but for the podcast, for the tour, like, it's, sometimes investing in that really helps yeah uh yeah it's part and like you said it's part of it you got to push through and you got to put some money aside to invest in yourself yeah or like me have put it on your credit card and just be like this is just creative debt that's fine that is smart Smart, Natalie, <laughs> another lesson. Put it on the credit card. Right in that and then just get a credit card that doesn't have interest. And then once interest pops in, put it on another credit card. Hold on. Are you telling me to start an LLC, get a credit card for my business, so then I can use that to pay for the PR that's going to bring me success, so then I can pay off the credit card? Oh, hot damn. Oh, okay. I think we just really cracked a nut open. And you know what? It's delicious. (laughs) 
Wander with us into a world of magic. Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with and reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. We'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales. So we have been doing about an hour and around here is when I'm like, is there anything you want to talk about that we didn't talk about? And there's no wrong answer. And the answer can also be like, no, I feel good. Okay. You know what? Here's a fun fact I learned today. (laughs) Oh, hells yeah. Not that I'm trying to maybe uh, clean up my mouth, but maybe I'm trying to curse a little bit less. So I've been saying, holy smokes, jazzed has been coming out of my mouth. And then uh, also, you know, in the holy sense, uh, holy Toledo, I was like, holy Toledo, how was that a phrase? Holy Toledo, you know, it's like they said it, uh, Sophia used to say it on the Golden Girls. And I was like, where (laughs) did that come from? Because, you know, like, holy smokes, without looking it up, it kind of, my mind, I feel like it's like the smoke that comes out of uh, the Vatican when they pick a new pope, you know, it's like, it's like, there's, there's holy smoke, that could be wrong. You know, but there's something. But Toledo, Toledo, I can't think of anything. But so it turns out it was a sanctuary city for gangsters in like the 20s and 30s. So I guess no, maybe 30s, 40s because they're bootlegging. And um, so the cops were like, listen, just go to Toledo. (laughs) Toledo is is where... We're, we're all just going to mind our business in Toledo. Nobody gets in trouble. We just go live our lives. So they started saying holy Toledo because it was a safe haven. I had no fucking clue. What? Now. Look at that. Did I just look up an article that's lying to me? I hope not. I hope not. But there's a possibility. <laughs> if, but if they did, that's a believable story. And that's what I need. I need there to, it to be a believable story if it's going to become now the truth. <laughs> I, it sounds very believable to, believable to me. Right? That was literally like a storyline on The Wire. They called it Hamsterdam. And it was like this part of Baltimore that they were like, we're just going to look the other way. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's, I feel like this is a thing. I will be Googling this too later. Yeah. Uh, but I think this is real. I think this is a real thing. Holy Toledo. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Oh my god! This has been a great fucking episode. <laughs> I had so I can't, much fun. I can't wait to have you back. <laughs> um, thank you, thank you so much. Yes, I am so sorry that I let a fish back into the water. That I took, I took his, I took his fucking eye out, y'all. Um, I will never forget that. Uh, I'll never forget that day and fish feel. I stand by that. That's my new. Hashtag fishfeel. Um, remember to rate, like, subscribe, review, share. Go follow Megan at Megs O'Malls, M-E-G-S-O-M-A-L-L-S. And then go check her out at Young Ethel's for her show Only Comedy, uh, the first and third Tuesday at 7 p.m. And then barely making it at the tiny cupboard every other Sunday at 5.30. And I will see you guys next week. Okay, bye. Bye.